Hi there, good evening and welcome to your Friday night preview show. This is Jersnet and it's Scott Patterson welcoming you to probably another eventful weekend in the world of Rangers, I would think, before I get into the, the throws of um, maybe not throwing this week's guest into the, into the realms of it, certainly. Um, Eck Anderson joins us. We'll get to him in a second. We should say a big hello to sponsors, Forest Precision Engineering, footballprizes.co.uk and Zenith Coins, who we'll all get to as the as the next 45 minutes to an hour goes on. Eck, how are you? No bad, mate. No bad. Um, you, you mean you're going to roll me into this week? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, I didn't know what you said. roll me and throw me. Right? Take, take, a, take a few guys to throw me. <laughs> no bad, mate. You were just chatting with Frankie there about your holidays. You've been away. Was it Tori Molinas or something you were away? I was. I, I was very lucky. Yeah, it was lovely to get away. Um, Mrs. Patterson and I and the kids um, were away for ten days across in Torremolinos, and it was um, it was positively delightful to get away for some October sunshine. I have to say, I was um, in, I was in Ambleside. I was in the Lake District, and it was peeing down all week. So I think you must be last season, you know, and, I, and I'm this season. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's it. I don't want to say who I am and who you are. Certainly I, not, I, not I, this I, early I, on in the pod. Um, listen, no, it was really good. I mean, the 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 day, and I don't want to sort of turn into do the channels by any matter of means, but um, on the Monday before we came away, it was 31 degrees, and when we flew into Glasgow Airport, it was 11. Um, and when my kids came off the um, the flight, they were visibly gutted to be back in this beautiful country of ours. <laughs> At least they've got the Rangers to cheer them up. Oh, no, wait a Absolutely. <laughs> so listen, without further ado, let's get right into it. Um Eck, we've not been on, on, on a pod for a wee while, so lots went on. The Champions League campaign has has effectively passed us by entirely, I think, this season, really disappointingly. Um, your thoughts on the week as it's panned out? Before we get into the review um, for Aberdeen tomorrow and the couple of bits that have happened in the middle, um, Napoli midweek, disappointing? Um well, I, yeah, obviously, you know what I mean. Um, anytime Rangers lose, I am I am angry. You know what yeah. I mean. Um, I've got to just say uh, before we go any further, before I go any further, if you don't mind, uh, Scott, I've got to say hello to a uh, couple of, couple of gents, um, Mr. Arthur Bishop uh, from East Kilbride, who I bumped into in the main stand uh, after the four 0 win over St Mirren. Uh, absolute gent. He had nice things to say about the about the pod, and uh, also Stephen Hart um, bumped into Stevie. In the govern uh, before the Rangers women's uh, Champions League playoff against Benfica, the first leg uh, at Ibrox. Um, absolute gents. I've been trying to say hello to them for a while, but I didn't want to because I've been, uh, didn't want to include them in all these kind of bad pods we've had to do. You know, I didn't want, I didn't want to say, you know, oh, Stevie, hello, Arthur, and then launch into a 50 minute, you know, expletive diatribe. It wasn't very nice. So, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, on, you know, Tuesday night's pod, Absolutely dreading. It's not about you know. I was I was in tears of anticipation um, at the thought of Rangers yeah. shooting into the cop at the beginning of this uh, campaign. There was uh, tears of dread <laughs> hiding behind the yeah. sofas. Colin was talking about it before we went to Napoli. Um, listen, the last Champions League game we played, we get uh, beat by six clear goals. So that was a three goal improvement uh, and on <laughs> uh, Wednesday. Uh, we, so that is uh, progress. Yeah, Liverpool put seven past us, so that was a four goal improvement for the defence, you know. Um, I thought we were going to get beat 10 nothing. so basically it was a seven goal swing, you know, um, in, in, in our favour. And they uh, just asked the, the, the viewers and the listeners if they want to just put in the, the comments who they want to get in the, uh, the the knockout stages of the Europa League uh, in, in February. <laughs> 
only Scottish clubs still with a chance of uh, progressing in Europe. So as far as I'm concerned, the board's absolutely fantastic. The manager's great. Players are terrific. And uh, uh, it's going to be a great season, mate. I just don't know what we're going to talk about next because it's all going so well. It was bad. Um, but it's it's not as bad as we're anticipating. I think this... What happens a lot of time, um, Scott, is, is you know yourself, if you kind of set the bar low for your expectations, when you actually achieve the low bar that you've set, you know, we're, we're like, I hope we only get beat 3 nothing, for example. I mean, that was something that's actually getting mentioned by, I would take getting beat 3 nothing. We're playing a team, we're playing a kind of cause celeb of, of European football just now. We're playing a, a team that's absolutely red hot, you know, uh, and we are, and we are kind of uh, shout of winning the actual Champions League itself. They're setting goal scoring records. Yeah, um, we we are still the only team that Napoli have me scored four or more against in this group stage. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I said it calling all night. We're definitely the bogey team. You know they they can't handle us. Um, but I it's when you look at how good they were, when you look at how poor we have been. I think taking the game in isolation, yeah. you're thinking we got away with one. Then I think when when Alfie has that miss for the the Yilmaz ball. Um, across the front of the goal in the second half we had just we had seen the scoreline coming through for, for Amsterdam I think by that point Liverpool were 3-0 up that's right and you just I mean Napoli had taken their foot off the gas completely they had, they, they'd already rested about four, four brilliant players um, yeah. for this game but you just thought yeah sometimes the teams take the foot off the gas they can't get back on and you just I'd just done the calculations we could actually if we were you know we need to get a goal just now and then maybe steal one another one at the end and you actually go into that Ajax game, you know, only needing to win by any sport, just win by one goal. Yeah. And we're actually, we're in the Europa League. And uh, it was just as I worked that out that Alfie missed the absolute sitter and you realised it is, it is over, you know. Um, but I think when you're looking at that game in isolation and thinking it wasn't half as bad as you thought it was going to be, you then take a wee step back, maybe 20 minutes after full time, and you just think, to be thinking that way, to be happy yeah. that you didn't get scudded by an all-time record score is uh, it's a bad situation but um, to be honest with you Scott I don't want to go on too long here mate, but no, to, no. Be honest, you know, to be honest with you I think we're in a funny place just now yeah. um, as a support and as a, as a club um, I know people there's a lot of people out there a lot of bad bad blood just now a lot of people do not want to hear any mitigation they do not want to hear any kind of uh, light at the end of the tunnel stuff with G or in this team. It's just some some of the criticism that are coming up. It's 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 the nature of it more than actual the content of it is pretty horrible, pretty toxic. Yeah. Um, and I I can't help seeing. I'm never going to say it's not as bad. I've seen my club losing seven goals in one game. You know, um, we're talking about if we beat Ajax, we have to beat them five 0 to get through. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. into Europe, which we, none of us expects to happen. Um, but at the same time. I actually to put. I actually now need to put five past us uh, for us to have conceded the most goals of any team um, ever in a Champions League group. But for a while, it was looking like that that, that might happen. Yeah. But I've got this thing. I was saying it in Tuesday night. I know people don't like hearing it, but at the risk of us getting so kind of hateful towards the board and the management and the players that we end up making things worse for ourselves long term, I have to say we things like it's the Champions League group stages. We haven't been in it for. You know, for 12 years, the distance between um, a Scottish club in the Champions League group stages and the, the quality at the top end of the Champions League group stages has increased massively since we were away from it. It's just, it's, it's gone off the scale. Um, I don't remember Brendan or Lenny getting dogs abuse for their support when they were losing 
six one, seven one, seven nothing, or five nothing, yeah. whatever it was, not in the Champions League when they were picking up, you know, they were picking up quadruple trebles. So they didn't they? Europe they just managed to kind of, you know, just brush that under the carpet. I don't think we should panic too much about the score lines. I think this was always going to happen. I would rather be here. I don't want. I'd never want to see Rangers losing. I do not enjoy this at all. The Liverpool game at Ibrox in particular was an absolute nightmare um, yeah. for me and for the rest of us. But I think we maybe have to screw the nut just a wee bit in, in, in the reaction towards this. I don't even mean that Gio's got to stay and or anything like that. Look, Gio might if we have a bad result tomorrow, he might well be away. You know, he might no, yeah. he might no be back after the World Cup. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking the level of toxicity that's been expressed. Um, I know we kind of judge Twitter, you know, as 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 representing Rangers fans, but the level of toxicity is that it's, it's getting to kind of dangerous levels. It's getting to kind of pre Craig White levels, as far as I'm concerned, you know. And I think we have to. I know folks don't want to hear this, but we have to remember where we've come from and how quickly we've got back to this stage. Um, and to be honest, I I am taking, and it's embarrassing to say this as a Rangers supporter, but I am taking. Um, some kind of consolation from the fact that we're not setting the worst records ever <laughs> in the Champions yeah. League. And I'm sorry, folks, but that's where we stay. That, that, that's where it starts. That's where the comeback to Rangers finally being back, comfortable winning leagues every couple of seasons at least, and performing in the Champions League. That that This is where it starts. You know? It's funny. So I, I don't mind telling you, just because it's you and I tonight, of course. Um, you're probably the, the, the best guru of European football that I really genuinely know. And no, seriously. Um, if we go back to if we go back to May when we get to Seville, right? And um we know at that point, do you know what I mean? What that means, we're a penalty away from from winning the, the Europa League. I think I mean I'm not too ashamed to admit myself that I think there's a real underestimation of not necessarily our fans, but maybe European football fans on the gap between the top level, which in May was us of the Europa League and the jobbers, if you like, of the Champion League. And I think the reality is, whether you like it or not, we're, I don't even know if we're in the middle, to be honest with you, Ek. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know where we fall in that hierarchy of Europa League, Champions League. And the gap is, is huge. It's a lot bigger than I ever thought it was. That's chasmic, yeah. It's chasmic, mate. You're right. Um, but basically, go. I mean, you just need to look at this whole stuff with the the, the European Super League. You know, uh, these clubs have been pushing for this uh, for years. Just I've seen it calling all night, and he knows he knows as well as as the rest of us. The Rangers are part of starting this, the whole Champions League thing. Yeah. We're right there at the beginning, the whole monopolisation of uh, uh, the big being at the big table in, in, in European football. Um, as I said, as I said Tuesday, it's merciless if you fall out the loop. You know, you don't get back in. You know, they, don't, they don't care about getting you back in until you've got the, the money to do it. And that that money these days is basically, you know, Gulf states are having to fund uh, Champions League challenges uh, these years. So we found out that I think there's been a lot of confusion because we've now got three European trophies that are all leagues, three European leagues. I think the wording of that and the fact that there's promotion, you know, it's kind of integrated. I think it would tempt, it tempts people into thinking. It's not like the old days that I remember with, it, with the European Cup, then you had the Cup Winners Cup and the UEFA Cup, Cup. Yep. and they kind of they kind of circled around, they kind of orbited the the kind of the kind of sun or the kind of moon that was the European Cup, and you never really knew what one was the second the second best tournament. Aye. And the UEFA Cup got all the second, third, and fourth place teams in all the big leagues, so it sometimes had better quality, you know, in, in terms of numbers of quality than the European Cup. That's all dead. That's all over. 
So because you think you can get promoted for the Conference League into the Europa League, and because you get promoted for the Europa League into the Champions League, people think people think that means that you're you're then ready to go up to that next level. Uh, you're not. You're no, just you're just not. Rangers, though, I do, I personally, I don't think we could have done another season in the Europa League. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would more than happy. We need to, we needed to do it via the the Champions League. Finishing third would be a massive. Uh, achievement it's, it's gone now more than likely but so see when you say that Eric, can I can I just, sorry to interrupt but do no, you mean you from a, boy, when you're saying we, we couldn't have done a, another season in the Europa League are you meaning from a football perspective or a business perspective because we, we both we're, we're very aware of how different they are so financially and from a business perspective this campaign in the Champions League has been great because James Bisgrove's made loads of money for the club and the, the club have filled the coffers from a football fan perspective guys like you and I who are going back and forward to watch the games, it's been rotten because we've been pumped five games out of six and potentially another pumping to come next week. So it's, I'm, I'm curious to know what you mean when you say maybe we couldn't have sustained, not sustained, but another season in the Europa League might not have been great for us. From a footballing perspective or a business perspective, where do you take that? Both. Uh, um, we, we've kicked the ass at the, the Europa League and it's been the f- most fantastic experience ever for me okay. as a Rangers supporter who loves European football um, we all do but it's the, the, the run the the, the, the the continuous quality runs you know for them in the bounce in the Europa League has been great but we really kicked it. I mean we're basically a penalty kick away from winning the thing totally. uh, last season we've taken it to the max and I think to go back into it this season would have been a sense of anti-climax the, the, the criticism and this is what I'm talking about the, about the nature of the criticism like I've seen Gio getting called like you know, he shot it in Seville. You know, he shot it because we didn't really go for it. I, the temperature, the heat, and all that in Seville and what have you. We and also he shot out in the league at the same time because you know we, we threw away a league, uh, a, a lead in the league at Christmas. Yeah, you know, we we lost the Europa League to a team who had shot it. Eintracht Frankfurt didn't take part, and they, they finished, like, I think, 11th or 10th in the Bundesliga last season. They went out the German Cup to a third division team in the first round. I think they won some like three Bundesliga games, you know, for the turn of the year to the end of last season. Um, they shot it to, 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 to go, to just concentrate on European football. Um, they played some, they ended up playing something like 14, 16 less games than us last season. So they, the extra energy that they had, the extra focus that they had, in fact, Frankfurt haven't been champions of Germany since before the Bundesliga, since like 1959. They were under no pressure yeah. um, to, to win that thing. And we, and we lost the league by four points to a team who had shot out of Europe. We've seen what Bodo Glimt haven't done this season. Or the yeah. kind of part of we're getting for Celtic last season. Celtic just concentrated because they wanted the money. They were all about the business last season. They wanted to make sure they got that automatic qualification of the Champions League by winning the SPFL. Rangers went for both. We tried our heart out on both, and that's the way I went Rangers always to do it. You know, so Gio didn't shut it. Gio was trying, to, and that league, that lead that uh, he let go was a lead that Gio had actually built up with seven straight wins in the, the league when he arrived. You know, and the post-Christmas collapse isn't a Gio thing. That's been there since Stephen Gerrard's days um, and, and before. Uh, I mean, so I, I think we've been a bit hasty. And I think that the amount of physicality that we put into that run, I'm getting a bit off the, the main t- the, the question. No, no, not at all. Carry on, carry the on. Physi- the physicality, the sensational quarterfinal against Braga at Ibrooks. We went extra time on a Thursday night, and then on the Sunday, we go a gold into Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-final late on, and we equalise, and we take them to extra time, and we win it, and then we go to fucking penalty kicks after the extra time, and the searing heat of Seville that was, you know, 
dehydrating Rangers fan in the stadium and we lose we don't even get the joy the extra momentum of uh, the energy you get from winning it's a kick to the balls as well as the physical um, yeah. destruction to the team and we then go to Scottish Cup final the following Saturday three days later again and we, we beat Hearts after extra time a totally grueling game again it's absolutely different class what that team put into that and I don't think it's any surprise that we are we look like we're dying on our feet this season I think that's, that's I've seen it on that happened to Walter Smith's team after they got to Manchester in 2008 again they couldn't say no to anything they tried their best in every competition um, yeah. even the Champions League we went out in the last game that season uh, back in 2007-2008 uh, I think it's I think it's trying on every front which is what I want Rangers all to do always and I think this season when it comes to the Europa League um, we've done that we've been there we need as a club to move on to a different competition this so we're all very big on the we don't do walking away, you know. Yep. Uh, back in two thousand and twelve, well, we don't do walking backwards either. We've done the Europa League. We need to move on, you know. We got ourselves to get into the Champions League at all. We were celebrating it like nothing else on earth um, when it happened. It was a magical feeling. It was another. It was another catharsis um, from two thousand and twelve. Uh, it was something we all dreamt of doing. We knew at the time it was going to be hard. You know, um, there's been team, better teams have said calling on it have been battered harder than us in the Champions League this season. Um, and I just think this is, you've got to have the bravery to go there. But like a wee kid going for like primary seven, be the best fighter in primary seven at your school, your primary school. <laughs> and you go along, you go along to secondary, the biggest catchment area, you know, the, yeah. all, the, all the rougher areas and you get kicked in every week. But you'll learn, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got, you've got to learn. And I think that's what's happened to us this season. And we've got to, we've got to take it in the chin. And I didn't like... I, I was as uncomfortable as everybody else with Geo and Tav's talk the other night about, you know, are we going to take the positives? Um, I'd rather didn't say that publicly. That's hard to hear. It is hard hard to hear. hear. But I think they've got to do it privately. I think they have actually got to do that. They've got to say, look at Napoli. Look at what it's like being in the same park as them, even if they played us off that park. You know, look at what Liverpool are doing. Absorb that stuff in and and let it, the thing that will change all perspectives is if it drops into a domestic performance yeah. and we batter Aberdeen tomorrow and you know we're going to do well in the league this season. Listen, it's fascinating. One of the things that I'm, I'm quite taking, one of the things I was going to ask you there was knowing what you know now in hindsight, as we all know, is 2020, would you have exchanged everything that we've seen in the last five games almost for a defeat against PSV and dropping into the Europa League? No. No, that's. I, I think I saw somebody saying that. And there's been a lot of really horrible stuff on Twitter this week, and I think I saw somebody saying, "Oh, you know, Morelos was taking a slag in for his performance the other night, which isn't all on Alfie, obviously." Um, See, so I, I wish he'd played in Eindhoven, and then he would have missed that chance, and we wouldn't be, you know. And I thought that's as a Rangers support, it's no. That's no. not what we do. Yeah, we, I know we don't want to absorb record scorelines. We don't want to. I think it's, some folk need to explain to them that. Nah, I'm being insulted here, but I've been insulted, you know, in the past few weeks. <laughs> so I might, I might as well. But losing three nothing home and away to Napoli is a million times better than beating East Stirling five one at Ibrox and beating East Stirling you know, six six two at Oakville. You yeah. know, now whether losing seven one to Liverpool is more or less humiliating than getting one win out of four league games against Stirling Albion is a debate. You know, that is yeah. uh, uh, that is up for grabs. But um, when we- <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when we drew we still in Albion we still had to get through the rest of the leagues we still had to get ourselves established in the top flight we still got all that pain in front of us you know when we could beat 7-1 off Liverpool well we could should turn around this season and still we could beat somebody else we could we could hammer another team in Scotland by that you know a big scoreline and make up for that in a winner you know in, in the course of one game and 
apart from the kind of spiritual needs, I think the energy, you know, the club and the players need to have this in their system. As a support, we need to have it in their system that we're in, back in the biggest tournament in world football, the hardest, most glamorous uh, tournament in world football. Uh, you also need, I, 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 I personally think, we also need to make sure that we're always going forward. We're just, we're just going for, you know, I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually losing my thread here. Sorry, I'm losing my thread because I've, I've got on. so much, I've got so much to say. I'm actually choking. <laughs> Get it all out your system, mate. My head's kind of busting, mate. My, my head's <laughs> absolutely busting. It's been, it's been, it's been difficult this season, but even Aye. this season. Uh, is the achievements you know like, to get into the to get into the actual Champions League has been amazing the way we did it you know Steven Gerrard couldn't get us into the Champions League he failed in the qualify, third qualifying round Gio has won the third qualifying round and won the playoff you know and I, I just yeah. think that's that's so praiseworthy and we can't start sniffing at stuff that we've demanded the club do that we've wanted to happen you know, for 10 years, because if you start doing that, it gets to a point where, put it this way, people are, a lot of the problems that people have with VAR uh, this season, one of the things, one of the problems with VAR is, I don't know if there's going to be, a, I don't know if, um, when there's a goal scorer, if I should celebrate or not. I mean, and I think the same things happen with Rangers in general. Every yeah. time we achieve something, within two seconds, there's a, like a wave of almost hate coming through the support for the next thing we don't achieve. Yeah. And it's like, you're almost getting to points, am I allowed to celebrate this? We got into the Champions League. We've seemed to want that for 10 years. That was like a dream. It happened. And then within a month, get that guy out of my club, get that get that board out of my club. Get, you know, it's, it's, it's been emotional. It's been difficult. But I think we need to do this, mate. We, we need to just get our foot on that wrong. That was the point I was trying to make when my brain melted there. <laughs> uh, what, what, what brain I have left? Uh, you what? You're talking about the, the history of European football and how it's developed. Uh, the, the point I was trying to make is Bayern Munich going ten in a row, Juventus winning nine in a row in leagues that was we were growing up were never dominated to that extent. That was the thing that only happened in Mickey Mouse leagues like Scotland. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, um, and it's because these teams have had the access to the Champions League. It, 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 that is that is compounding. Uh, the, their domination domestically, the money they're getting for the Champions League, and also it just it just generally not notice the money you're getting paid for appearances or whatever directly from uh, UEFA. It's just the profile raising, the sponsorship that brings. Yeah. You know, it is the top, it is the very top table, and so we needed to get our foot on that rung if we want to really make get ourselves back to uh, where we were pre two thousand and twelve and where we deserve to be. Yeah, kind of. I don't know, it, it kind of jumps out the old sort of short-term pain for, for long-term gain a little bit, doesn't well, it? A lot of talk, a lot of talk about, um, what is it, scabs, sc- scabbing over and, and that kind of thing, right. you know, uh, for the last year. But I think we're now, we're now into the realms of growing pain, Scott, you're exactly right, you know, right. and that was that was a hard one. That was that was real puberty stuff uh, this, yeah. this, 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 this season. You know what I mean? It was it was real. The, the, plucks, up, were, the plucks were coming out, you know, the... <laughs> Hair, hair in places you only expect it, you know, but believe me, it'll be it'll be worth it when uh, we're, we're beautiful next season and uh, all the boys want to date us. You know? Indeed, listen, I hope you're right. Listen, before we get into the the big game at Ibrox tomorrow, which you know is going to be a huge game because it's them coming to us, um, we should say hello to our friends at Forest Precision Engineering, big fans of the club and have supported the club commercially for many many years. Visit their exclusive executive lounge, which is located within the main stand. You can book that out at hospitality at rangers.co.uk. Forest Precision Engineering, glad to have them on board for the season. Um, 
Alex Giovanni done his presser this afternoon ahead of the the visit to Aberdeen tomorrow, um, and a lot of obvious stuff that you would expect him to say and um, various wee sound bites. But the thing that's glaringly came out of it is that Kemar Roof's injured again. Hi, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, big, it's, it's, it's a, a big shock. I don't, that's one thing I don't like about Gio. You know, is uh, I mean, I never found I never found his 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 tone, um, his demeanour at, at press conferences insulting or interesting. He's kind of he's kind of middle <laughs> middle of the road all the time. But the way the way he announces the, the big injury news, you know, it always <laughs> seems to he always seems to start. Ah, everything's fine. He was kept saying we've what? got all the we've got all the guys the same guys that were available on uh, <laughs> Wednesday night are still available. You know. In fact, we've got Charlie McCann. He wasn't allowed to play uh, in Wednesday night, but he's he's back in for the morning, so that's a bonus. Come on, Ruth about. But anyway, let's see. Uh, just tell us, just 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 honestly tell us up front, mate. The, the, the big bad news first. That's uh, it's a heartbreaker. I, I, to be honest, I, I think we should we should have enough in the park to deal with Aberdeen anyway. One hundred percent. You know, um, but. Kamar Roof, I think, also kind of sums up one, one of the kind of mitigations. I think we're, we've got a lot of players that are underperforming. I mean, we, we, the other night with a guy, we think we're getting beat 3-0 in Napoli. We've got a boy um, who's going to have to cramp because he's been overplayed. He's 18 years old. And then up front, we've got a, a guy who's 90 years old, Tony Caravan, uh, behind him. We can't hit, you know, because he's getting, not getting played enough, you know. And in the middle of the park, we've got a kind of stocky half ginger scouser who just think I don't know is he trying to kick folk because he wants to get sent off or is he actually the best player we've got he seems to be, he seems to be with the entire midfield uh, just now John Lunch hey, he does um, absolutely and I think I think Ben Davis and you know Connor Golson, what could have been? You know, they were shaping up with a couple of games that it looked like the two of them were just going to form the greatest central defensive partnership uh, since Butcher and Goff. And um the injury to, to Goldson, you know, is is, is compared. We have to take all these things into consideration when we're when we're looking at the Champions League um underperformance, definitely. But I think we we'd still have more than enough to to be dealing with uh, with Aberdeen. I I mean, that, listen, you you raise um, you bring up Conor Goldson. I I think, and I'm a big fan of Goldson. I don't think I I don't think I truly understood just how much we were going to miss his um, leadership, his organisation on the pitch until you miss him for a couple of games, um, and I think it has been quite obvious just how important he is. Not necessarily just the defence, but I think he gives James Tavernier a lot of confidence as well playing on that side of the the back four, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I'm not trying to say for a second, uh, guys, that 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 there's that we're no underperforming. Uh, the performances, I think, domestically in particular, have been absolutely woeful. You know, yeah. um, in the last the, the, the last two or three. Um, and we also, you know, but we had that. I think the only, for me, the only thing, Geo, I'm going to keep talking in general terms because everybody's talking in general terms. This Absolutely. Week. The only thing Geo has done that is unforgivable for me, that is out now unforgivable, is being three nothing down at Parkhead for a second time. Even Correct. the first time, he just he trusted his players. Um, he didn't know the extent of the kind of post Christmas problem at Ibrox. Um, Do you think the game. fans will ever see by that, Eck? For for Geo. And I'll tell you the reason. I'll tell you the reason. There's a reason why I ask that because I obviously finished four that afternoon at Celtic Park. However, they were identical. I mean, they were pumping and every. I mean, it was scudding number one. And you always think, do you know what I mean? When you're coming away for that, if you're you're lucky enough to be at the game or you're watching the tell, you think, "Gee whiz, I hope I never see that again." Aye. And do you know what I mean? First opportunity out this season, and it happens, and it is identical. It's absolutely identical. And that's. <laughs> 
I've got a few theories as to what the pro- I think we all do with a few theories. Uh, minds are as half-assed as anybody else's about what the about what the problem could be. Um, I just don't see how Giovanni van Bronckhorst um, can take us to a Europa League final and put in the performances that we all saw. You know, yep. some of them featuring Kamar Roof. You know, um, I think that's uh, and, and then not and then suddenly be the worst manager in the domestic scene. You know, o- overnight, you know, suddenly be need, suddenly suddenly be like a, the disgrace that he's getting called that he, that he needs to be hunted. I think he, I mean, it, it basically, if we don't do the business tomorrow and in a bit of style, that's kind of it. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, um, I'm not trying to shy away for that. I'm just, I'm just trying to say. I think our overall attitude as a support maybe needs to change a wee bit. We need to we need to take on board what could possibly be going wrong. Our recruitment definitely a problem. I think you've also got a lot of players who've been promised moves and been promised, as I said to Colin the other night, been promised that they're going to be idolised if they achieve 55, if they were to get us to a European final, yep. if they were to get us into the Champions League. And they're getting booed when they drop points against Livingston. The same as we did during the 55, we drew two each at Easter Road, we drew with Livingston early on in the season. We didn't get pumped at Celtic, but um, it's no, but actually the results were, were registered on, aren't that different. It's the performances that are the problem. Um, but I just, I just feel as if, like a Kamar Roof, you know, like a Ryan Kent, sometimes being informed, not being informed enough. Alfredo Morelos being a hero and then falling away, then coming back slightly, then falling away. This is what you happen when we're at. We're talking about the, the the financial situation and you know where the Champions League money might change that. We're a club. We, we have sensational players like Halander. What a defender he is! But he's yeah, never absolutely. there. Hadji in the right hand side, fantastic. What a difference he made. We only realise that now. Connor Golson getting slagged. Now we see exactly what the. I mean, to me, that's it's unforgivable if you're around support and didn't know how good Connor Golson was. Aye. You know, um, till he was away. But we've got players who, if they were consistent, if they were brilliant every week, if they were available all the time, would not be at Rangers. And that's like why we've got this massive squad that annoys. Sometimes everybody's annoyed that we've got too many good players. You know, or you've got Arfield and Davis who are too old. But this is a problem. We've got we've tried to find a way. We've tried to find that in-between way that a club and Rangers' general financial situation, being the Scottish League, has to find to dominate the Scottish League, to dominate the Scottish domestic scene, and also to perform in Europe to the extent that they can then fund that continuing dominance or their partner two-horse race in Scotland. And that's where you end up with players that are too old but great, are great but are too injured. You know, but we need to try and make the best. I think this. I think what's happened this season is the the exhaustion from overachieving in Europe last season has yeah. been compounded by um, the injuries that we're getting. The reason we have Hollander, the reason we have Roof, you know, it's all kind of, so many chickens have kind of, so many gambles have kind of come home to roost. Um, yeah. But we've still got enough to, to deal with Aberdeen. And I think, sorry, Scott, I'm going far too long, but Not I all, think carry on. If, if we do the business, if we do the business tomorrow against Aberdeen, uh, we always enjoy that, that we needed. See if we win in Tuesday. If we win in Tuesday, if we win in Tuesday night against Ajax, you know, yep. never mind the five nothing thing. Um, we're the f- it's the first home win in the Champions League group stages by a Scottish club since two thousand and thirteen. You know what I mean? It's it's only be- it's that's a year after we get flipping liquidated. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the Hogan Company got liquidated. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. It, just just like that, Rangers didn't win. Rangers have never won more than two games in any Champions League group campaign. You know, right. so to win one game, never it wouldn't be. You know, it, it would be a kind of average. You know, we've gone through campaigns without winning a game before, but it would be a kind of average campaign in terms of wins and losses. The nature of the losses horrendous, yes, but yeah. um, it would just transform the 
the, the nature of things, especially if you're thinking Real Madrid need to win to guarantee top place in the group. Uh, the yeah. following night, if they pound, don't let him try and tell me that we only look at Rangers in isolation. So much of the stuff <laughs> that's getting thrown at Gio is because of what Celtic are doing. You know, Aye. if they could take a total pounding, you know, uh, on Tuesday night and we've we've in Wednesday night and we've won on the Tuesday night, it will be absolutely it will, it will transform how Gio was looked at, how this team's looked at. It's massive ifs, maybe not going to happen, but uh, it's. I think we don't want to pull the trigger on Gio until you know until after Tuesday anyway. I mean. I, and I think I, I think as well, I've read various wee bits and pieces about it, of course, and um, things like you know, we'll not pull the trigger until, if we're going to pull the trigger, certainly we should say, if we're going to pull the trigger, there's a good chance it would be potentially closer to the AGM. So it gives the board a pat on the back to show that they are acting, if you like. my, I don't know, my concern about it, and I don't think the board have really given themselves much leeway on this at all. Um, do you know if 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 we were to lose, for example, or even drop points um, tomorrow, Ibrox, it'll be bonkers in that stadium. It'll be absolutely bonkers. There's no two ways about it. And I think it ties in with everything you've said already. Um, I personally, I there's there's clearly an appetite for I think about a change now, and I think a lot of it, and it comes back to what I'm saying about the the fans maybe not. Um, Forgiving them for the two scuddings at Celtic Park, I think a lot of it comes of that and the nature of that second defeat. Do you know what I mean? The first one, bit of naivety, and I think Gio said that himself post match that, do you know what I mean? We, we kind of, first half hour, they rode us, to be perfectly frank. Oh. Um, but if it, for it to happen again, I think is where the fan does, does definitely. I think we all understand that we, we got a horrendous Champions League group, three fantastic football teams. Um, all at the top of their game in, in their domestic leagues. Um, and I just think in the background, we just know that sorry, Celtic battered us identically again. Plus, we didn't win that home game, Ibrox, in between. And I sometimes think that that is, is, um, is missed as well. That The, the Aaron Ramsey game when he scored the early doors. Oh, I, I, I. I think that was an opportunity. I think if we had beaten then or beating them at Ibrox, it maybe gives Gio an additional token to sort of see through this period that he's going through now. He's on a shugly nail, I think. I've said it before. Um, and it's, you know, the thing I don't like seeing, um, and I've got my own sort of opinion on whether he should stay or go, but I do think there's people that are almost waiting on a bad result. Oh, that, that that's, you, you've touched on the, uh, listen, that was as, great, as I say, that the, that's, for me, the, the losing at Parkhead in that fashion twice was, was, was unforgivable. Yeah. Um, but here I am, kind of forgiving him. I kind of, I'm just, I don't know. It's 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 not about Gio himself. I think it's more about this the, the general attitude uh, around it that they kind of they need to just get rid of somebody. Get you know, I, I'm no I'm no 100 sure that Gio is actually the problem. You know, he's right, got this okay. kind of, he's got this kind of guidance counselor demeanor just now. You know, which is annoying me. It's annoying everybody else. But it might actually be what's needed. This whole talk of you know we've got to take the positives and what have you. The players don't look like they believe it. You know, um, Gio does look like he believes it, you know, which is probably more concerning. But yeah. I think what he's at, I, I get the feeling that he's, that's what makes me think the players are exhausted and he knows it. You know, he knows the injuries, he knows what he's, what he's got to deal with. And it looks like he's almost just trying to kind of cajole them uh, through that. The other night, I felt like a dirty traitor watching Napoli because I was actually enjoying watching them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but they were really good to be mean. Through, Come on. Through gritted I mean? teeth almost. You know what I mean? That, that kind of. And Matteo Politano, who 
Uh, he was he was fantastic at Ibrox as well. I mean, he looks really like he, he just looks like one of you kind of you know um, he's he's been to the kind of artisanal tattoo parlor. You know, he's on the <laughs> sunbeds. He does it does a bit of manscaping. He, and he's, he's he's called Jazzer when he plays in the west of Scotland. <laughs> you know, he just looks like Jazzer Scully. Go inside. Go inside. You know, he just looks like one of the kind of uh, junior football players, but he's absolutely he's, he's different class. Um, there was a whole talk about uh, Yelmaz being a, a prospect, not looking looking the part. But I think um, I think he get his ass handed to him uh, defensively for the for the first yeah. half. But what I was really enjoying about Napoli was their endeavour, the way they were working for everything. That's why I don't think they'll actually win the Champions League because if you can see the joins, you know, what I mean, if you can see the effort they're putting, in, like Man City and you know Bayern like that, they work they they work as hard as anybody right. else, harder. But you, it's so smooth, you know, it's so kind of sleek. Well, you can see Napoli actually but that battering about and getting into place to start another attack again. And um but I was enjoying that because it's so long since I've seen it for Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so long since I've seen that level of effort, and I'm sure it must be because they don't have it in them. If they're actually trying to work their manager out a job, I don't see how as professional footballers you would dare underperform um against against Napoli. You might get it doing, but then they get beat seven one after Liverpool when they did look like they they they, they, they chucked it. So I don't know if they're just exhausted. I don't know if it's a part of me can't help thinking maybe it's that they can't handle Ibrox. They go from this, it's really kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's bipolar almost, this kind of the greatest night of all our lives against Leipzig. The place is rocking Ibrox. Uh, European night, absolutely amazing. fantastic when they're winning. Two, getting booed off at half-time, you know, last week against Livingston because you're one nothing doing, but you get the whole half to, to retrieve the game. You know, I think a lot of, Foreign players, non-Scottish players, and younger players especially, will only understand that they'll it'll mess with their heads, and maybe they just, they want away, you know. But I, 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 we've got a lot of problems, but um, I, I just feel as if it's worth the next two games um, just to just to find out what happens. If, I, I don't think you, you know, if we get beat up in tomorrow, I don't know if the board are ready to pop, you know, ready ready to um, get rid of them on that. Um, yeah. But I think if if we get a pounding off Ajax, if we don't take at least a point off Ajax, I think that that that, that could be it. What is it you're thinking yourself, Scotty? What is your opinion? You want Gio gone? So, um, I've got to be I've got to be honest. I think it's really difficult. I I think he looks like he's struggling at the moment. I I I, I think he he looks like he's he's finding the the role a bit of. A challenge. I don't think he's dealing with the pressure particularly, but I think he's got he's got issues with injuries, left, right, and centre, as we know. I mean, he's got a team worth of injuries in the background, but there's definitely there's bits and pieces that haven't been dealt with properly under his stewardship. Now, if you take aside the the Celtic games, um, the goalkeeper situation wasn't dealt with properly in the summer. Now, my own personal opinion is that McGregor should be the number one because I believe he's the best keeper we've got. However, there's a real argument that both him and McLaughlin should probably have been replaced in the summer. We give a new contract to Robin McCrory, which seems a bit bizarre, and he's nowhere near the start of living against Dundee a couple of weeks ago. Strange for me. We didn't sign a right winger again in the the last um, window, and the midfield are gasping for air every time you see them. Um, you refer to John Lundstrom earlier on, which I fully agree with. He is the midfield just now. Regardless of who's playing beside him, whether he's got Jack behind him, Davis behind him, Arfield to the right, Tillman to the front, Lundstrom is the midfield. And for as long as we continue to rely on one man to pull the strings to the extent where we expect him, him to do against the quality opposition he's playing against, we're, we're not asking him to pull the strings against Ross County and then Celtic and then maybe a Scottish League Cup game. As we know, it's Napoli. Then Liverpool, 
then Aberdeen, then Ajax. These are the guys that we're expecting these guys to go toe-to-toe on a weekly basis. So the, the challenge is greater than even they've experienced before. I think people forget that Lundstrom came for Sheffield United. Did they come for a, a big team in the in, in the Premiership? Very, very good player. I'm a big fan of him. Has he been at it this season? Probably not, but he's not alone. I mean, I think you, you only need to look at our captain for a guy who you, you hear regression's been used a lot this year, Alec, and it's not a word I like to use, but I think Tavernier being the captain, I mean, you, you never want to say that, but you're captain. You never want to say that the Rangers captain has regressed in, in such a short period of time, but looking in, as we do supporters, and we're all fantastic analysts of the game before, after and during, but Tavernier is, is he's absolutely struggling and he's not the player he was towards the end of last season and indeed gone into that cup final in May. Right, and it's a double bind with, with uh, Tav because as a captain, um, he leads by example. Totally. He's, no, uh, he's not an exhorter, he's not a bully, he's no one of the kind of guys whose his game is all about pitting the boot in. We know that that really happens in the, in the modern level that we want to play at. Um, so when he's not leading by example, when he's not got those slaloming runs going forward, you Correct. know, it's it's he's giving the ball away. You know, I think I saw Frankie tweeting that uh, during the game the other night. He's, he's, he's giving the ball away so often just now. And it's almost like because he's no got the freedom to run. It reminds me of when we used to try and play Stephen Whittaker at, at fullback. You know, <laughs> uh, sorry, no, actually, sorry, it reminds me when we try and play Stephen Whittaker in midfield. You know, because oh, he's so skillful. We should, he could work in midfield. But Whittaker needed that running start from Aye. the fullback position to get his groove going. Um, and, and not to be playing against David Templeton. There's that as well. I mean, aye, aye, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I, I, feel, I, just, I feel as if you're absolutely right. There's so many things. It's cognitive dissonance. There's so I've met a lot of stuff with Queen's Park Rangers just now, you know, Michael Beale and, uh, yeah. you know, well against Dan Weller in there, Lee Wallace retiring as a QPR player. i got a lot of links with QPR just now. I've never actually seen them, but I was doing it in London and I ended up, I couldn't get into, I couldn't get into Loftus Road for a tour event. So I went into a club shop and above their shelves, they'd just done up the club shop with kind of quotes. Part of the decoration was uh, quotes for famous QPR players and on its stand balls or somebody there was a quote and it said, every time I pulled on the hoops, I was so proud to be a Ranger. And I was like, fucking what? I stood like, <laughs> the hoops, that's crap. Ranger, oh, I, I, three years I've stood there before I get thrown out, you know, um, trying to work out what was going on. And I have, I have not experienced that level of cognitive dissonance until this last month. You know, because yeah. I can get an argument on behalf of everybody. I got an argument mm-hmm. pro. I can see why Alfredo's, you know, as, as Alfredo, he's just not getting the attitude versus he's just not getting the game time, for example. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and Tav, you know, he's, you, you still hear that thing. Tav's not a captain. Well, we had that for a couple of seasons with Tav when we first get back into the top flight. Uh, this isn't the championship. Yeah. He's not good enough for this level. And then what he did last season and it scoring the first goal against Dortmund and Dortmund scoring the two goals against him scoring the first goal against Braga against um, Red Star Belgium just absolutely magical uh, last season um, and what he did during 55 season you know setting the best helping being part of defence that set a British record defensively and uh, all the goals and assists he had as well that season absolutely different class um, so you see him struggling just now you're thinking has he got another comeback in him but I, I'm still we're all convinced he's, he's injured um, and he's lying about it. He's been told to lie about it. And I'm actually worrying if, if there's been a style change, there's been a tactical change, he's been told not to go forward and he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. Tav, does, Tav needs to be released. He needs to be let you know, forward. And he looks like he's, his game's been circumvented as well. If it's by injury or if it's by tactical design, then I am worried 
about yeah. Gio uh, more than you know as, as much as everybody else. But it's so much of it. We've got last season getting us to the Europa League final. This season we've got into the Champions League versus that display against Dundee, which was embarrassing last week. You know, at, <laughs> against uh, against Livingston, which was which was dreadful. You know, I, I just don't know. I really don't know. And I think there's too much certainty just now. People saying we definitely know Gio's Gio's know the man, you know. And I think I think there's too much evidence to say that he is for us to get rid of him just this quickly. Yeah. But um it's been a it's been a horrible month. But listen, I, I made this this comparison the other night with Colin. I was talking to him in the preview pod. Every single competition that we've got involved in for the first time since since uh, 2012, we'll be back in that competition. We've had an embarrassment, a massive embarrassment. Yeah. But we've kept going, and it's it's worked out fine in the end. You know, it's turned into, you know, getting put out by progress near the corner in Europe ends with us going to Seville. You know, and we're embarrassments in the Scottish Cup, and all that end up with that that great that great day last week. And embarrassments getting humped off Celtic in um, the first two seasons back in the top flight. Well, they they couldn't beat us in five games during fifty five. You know, which we we won unbeaten. So the Champions League for me is not the problem. Getting embarrassed in the Champions League is just the way it's been as we climb our way back up to the top. Uh, I think if we want to get rid of Gio, we need to we need to look at the, the domestic situation um, yeah. and, and, and focus on that. And uh, tomorrow against uh, the great the great Aberdeen, you know, with our <laughs> with our one league cup in twenty years, um, they you know we, we, if we don't stop them, who else will? You know, absolutely. But, uh, they have settled out their allocation because they're just a they're just a, a kind of winning type of club, you know. <laughs> it's, it's still just a bunch of petty bastards who've got one team they like to play all season. If we, I think t- tomorrow is it's absolutely massive for Gio. There's no there's no getting away for that, you know. Yeah. And um, if we can get a performance against them, um, I think yeah, the writing is on the wall. Do you know? I have to say, I mean, I, I want to break into what what we sorry Frankie's directing in the background across our YouTube channel. Um, and he's put up the forecast team um, from the group for, for tomorrow, which we'll do in a second. I just, the thing that I find quite hard to believe, and it comes back to um, where I think the board have left ourselves almost with, with very little wiggle room, if you like. If we could beat tomorrow at home, God forbid, um, he then takes the he then takes the team on Tuesday for Ajax and you do you know what I mean the atmosphere will be and we're forecasting this so I apologise for anyone looking in if we're spoiling the Friday night they could be watching Cheers or something like that but um, you're very you're very aware if, if things were to go awry tomorrow Tuesday's going to be horrendous if it goes worse and that that then means that on Wednesday there'll be the sort of traditional official statement for the club you would suggest because it couldn't go on, Alec. Aye, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I suppose I'm just, I'm just kind of hoping that we, we do all right tomorrow. And turn that around. I feel, I feel he deserves it. I feel he yeah. deserves to at least, at least see out this, uh, this, this European campaign. I can't help it, Scott. I just can't help. I was sitting there the other night and I'm thinking, right, I'm, I'm hoping for Rangers only to beat three 0 That's embarrassing, but I remembered. Um, I was talking about Sterling Albion thing there, you know. And Aye. Is, is that worse than getting beat seven one after winning? And older older fans all know there's a wee a wee kind of punning connection between Sterling Albion and Liverpool. The two Anfields Aye, it used absolutely. to be in Scottish football, but when I was watching, they beat us in the fourth bank. Remember they beat us at fourth bank uh, the first time Aye. we met them that season. So I was at a wed- I was at a wedding Aye. in Sterling University grounds that day, and um, I got one of the guys whispered, "He goes, you're not going to believe this, but 
um, McCoy's team have got beaten along the road and I thought it was a piss take and I ignored them for the rest of the night oh. and I remember falling into my bed at night time that night and I jumped on my phone and I was like Jesus suffering how bad has this got oh. and you, as we things like that you forget defeats at Easter Road in the fucking diet Coca-Cola tab clear cup or whatever it was yeah. and, and, I know we can keep going back. I know we can keep going back to it. I know folk hate that, but I just just this moment all night. I remember when we played in the second game. It was a midweek game. We played them at Fourth Bank. I mean, we beat them once. I was and they drew us. It was it was terrible. We couldn't beat them. Um, and it was the first time you know I'd been reduced to watching a Rangers live game on the internet. It was the first time I ever watched a Rangers <laughs> Rangers TV on the internet. And I was sitting there, you know. And it was kind of halfway through the second half, and I was like, oh, I'm Boston. I'm actually Boston. I thought, and I'm one, I never leave. I, when I'm sitting watching the game in the telly, if I'm watching an away game in the telly, or if I'm at Ibrox, I'm, I, know, I uh-huh. never leave during the game. It's getting harder as I get older. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd never get up for a I'll always hold on to half time, you know, or whatever. Yep, I don't like to miss any of the action. And it's suddenly, I was like, hang on, daft bugger. It's on, it's on the laptop. You can you can take this way, you know. <laughs> and I'm up to, and I'm up to, I'm up to the toilet. I'm up to the toilet. And I'm like, I'll just set the laptop in the cistern while I have a pee. And the cistern wasn't big enough. And the laptop was going to fall. I'm, like, I'm going to have to. So I'm holding the laptop with one hand. And I'm holding <laughs> the, <laughs> my wee tiny Willy Winky with the other one. You know. And it's, we're getting beat. I don't know if we're getting beat one number one and one nothing. But I'm like, like, we're struggling for a draw here with Sterling Albion. And I'm peeing in the dark because there's never a free hand to put the light on. I'm like, to see watching Super Surround Sound HD, you know, Champions League group stage, you're in the, the, the Diego Maradona Stadium against the best team in Serie A. Um, it's fucking magic. And I can't, I can't be hard on anybody. I can't be, I can't be too down on anybody that's helped get us uh, to that stage. Yeah. You know, and that includes the range of support. I don't want to sound like I'm having a go at guys who are no, no, upset. I get why they're upset. Um, but I think there's enough folk that are upset volubly just now for us to have to Maybe try and make the counter argument. Maybe try and make the case for Geo and try and you know kind of ameliorate the kind of hatred to get a, to make us sober enough to find out you know analyze exactly what 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 the problem is. And I think tomorrow, to be fair, if the players don't do it for Geo, then we know he is, if not the only problem. He's definitely such a major problem that I like to say he might not make it to Tuesday night. Aye, absolutely. Listen, Frankie reckons the team for tomorrow: McGregor, Tav. King, Davies, Ridvan at left back, Lundstrom holding, four ahead of him, Sakala, Arfield, Tillman, Natondo and Cholak. Um, agree with that? Any tweaks you would make to that? Uh, no, I, I, see, to be honest, I, I think we've, I'm, I'm actually past the point, um, Scotty, of even, well, nobody can predict a GO team anyway. We can't predict no. a GO team of late anyway, you know. Um and it, like, even Ridvan, for me, he's part of the, the whole kind of cognitive dissonance thing. Of this, no, no, I mean, like, it's typical that we're, we're up in arms because this boy's no getting a game. Like, we would never seen playing for the Rangers yeah. anyway, so we didn't really know how good he was. But we could see that Borna Barisic was having a good season. You know, so that was kind of like, well, we can't really give Borna a hard time. can't give Gio a hard time for no playing this guy when the other left-backs playing, playing so, well. so well. But typically, of course, that's me being an old man because uh, David Fraser... And Patrick Caskey were on, um, I think it was the, the the Sunday night show a few weeks back, and they took Borna to pieces and made me feel like such a, an old man. It was forensic, but it was spot on. <laughs> these these boys watched the game properly, you know, and they, they basically explained to me why. I was I wasn't on the show, but just when I was watching it, they, they explained to the likes of me um, why Borna wasn't all all that. And I think last last Saturday with the seventy three crosses in the box that went nowhere. Um, I think I think. 
I think we saw why in a red van, again, a bit like Borna, not a, not a sensational defender, certainly not the other night, but it's all about him no. going forward, it's all about the line breaking thing. Uh, and he's definitely he's definitely good at that. And he's got a wee bit, you can see the wee bit of attitude about him as well. A wee bit of chutz, yeah. but that, 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 that we need just now, we need a bit of, we need a bit of kind of go ahead, um, kind of gameness for somebody. You know, and that, that's why I can't help thinking the team are knackered because there's just nobody kind of standing up to it. So, um, whoever they pitch in the park tomorrow, there's, there's going to be good, there's going to be good enough to beat Aberdeen. You know what I mean? So I think the, the third time in you know about four four games that we're playing the third place team in Scotland, they, they keep finishing. Yeah. They keep getting to third place, then then they come into play us. But Aberdeen have you know they've they've cuffed the teams. They've, they've cuffed like St Mirren and I think they've, they've beat Hearts at Petodre and they, they gave Livingston a five nothing doing. I think at Petodre. So aye, absolutely. Um, Jim Goodwin. I mean, again, he's a he's a winner just like Aberdeen. He's won a League Cup as well, you know. So as a player, so he's they're, they're a great League Cup team, Aberdeen and. Uh, We'll really need to. We'll really need to watch it. Or else they, you know, they might go on to dominate <laughs> Scottish football like they always do every time they every time they beat us. You know, uh, I no, I, I think we're going to have enough on the part. I don't. I'm not saying I don't care who plays, but I would even give Alfie another go again tomorrow, maybe with Cholak. Yeah. You know, but uh, they've got to want to do it. You know, um, there's, there's enough. They've got enough about them. You know, even if they are all knackered or whatever to beat Aberdeen, and if they don't, then they just. They don't want it for whatever reason, and uh, I Geo will Geo will bite the bullet. Hey, before I let you disappear into Friday night time, I should say a lot of friends at Zenith Coins who are of course pulling together the unique gold-plated Rangers collector coin. Really cracking to look at. I have to say they've got five in total. They've got one for the founding fathers, one for Ibrook Stadium, one for nineteen seventy-two the Barcelona Bears, a nine in a row coin, and a coin that celebrates the fifty-fifth league championship win. If you can check them out, I recommend you do. All w's.zenithcoins.co.uk. Jump on and have a look. Ek, thanks for joining us tonight. Well done. Um, Absolute it's pleasure, all, Scotty. Thanks, thanks for having us. <laughs> listen, it's great. You know, I I knew when I when I asked you the European football question, I could have went downstairs and just left you to it. I mean, um, and I think that's what most of the folk were probably doing. They were listening. They probably just went downstairs and and, and left me to it because <laughs> I, I talk so much. You, you get me started in the European stuff, the stats, and that. I uh, I end up just I get I get myself in such a kerfuffle that um, I, I don't make any sense. But uh, it's the 1972 European Cup winners, Cup winners against the 1983 European Cup winners, Cup winners tomorrow, and then we're playing the 1987 European Cup winners on on uh, Tuesday night. So have that one for you, go, mate. <laughs> Can't wait. Listen, it's always good to have you on it. Good to see you yeah, again. So well done. Uh, we should say Sunday night, Craig Ray is joined by Chris Jack and Stuart Weir um, to to refresh from the weekend's football, talk about what happened, of course, or what happens rather um, at Ibrox tomorrow. Hopefully, a Rangers win, and they will take the opportunity to have a very slight look ahead before I suspect Colin and Eck do something on Tuesday pre Ajax. Good luck to Rangers tomorrow. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to jump on, subscribe to the channel right across social media. We are on uh, YouTube, which you're probably looking at. If you are looking at now, don't forget to subscribe. Help us grow. Make sure you are subscribing and toggling all the notifications so that anytime we do release anything, you are lucky enough to get a wee notification and you can jump on and join us. Join us in the comments as well. Of course, you're very welcome. Have a great weekend. Join Craig on Sunday with Chris and Stuart. Thanks for watching. Good night.